Off top, did you know in Prince's debut album, he sang all the vocals and played 27 instruments. Play the music. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show. All right, welcome to the Dominique Foxworth Show. And yes, I am pandering to my guests and just okay, coming. I knew that. Yeah, I know, I know you knew that. I, I, uh, I'm not going to stump you with any music history. I'm not going to stump you with any sports history either. I don't know what I could stump you with, but maybe next time I'll figure something out. Where are you weak? It's all good, but what's going on, Doc? Um, we're fresh off of Foxworth Friday. You can get catch the beginning portion of this with uh, Bomani Jones on his show. It's the same old show. It's uh, the right time. The fee's the same. If you were listening to it before, you probably got it again. But if you weren't, download, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff right after you do all that stuff on my podcast, too. That's right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm glad to have you here. There's a few things that I wanted to talk to you about. I want to start with the New York Jets. They are not a relevant football team as far as the championship is concerned, but damn if they aren't interesting. Did you hear Robert Sala plead the fifth on Michael K's show when they asked him about putting Trevor Simeon in in place of their starter, Zach Wilson? I mean, what's he supposed to do, though? Like, yeah. his options are so poor. Like, you know, there's the the Tom Moore quote about why only Peyton Manning practice, yeah. uh, practice, and it was because if he gets hurt, we're we don't practice. Okay. Well, they got and mode <laughs> one, two on the depth chart. They had the homie White Mike, yeah. and I guess they had to stick with Zach Wilson, so they had to get White Mike out of there. Like, I feel like if White Mike was still there, I feel like they go to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, maybe we have overstated how good White Mike was, but he sure seemed like it when he was not Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson, bless his heart, man. He's been like a feel-good story this year. Don't nobody want you to play, but you keep going back there, trying to make it happen, and now they trying to put Trevor Simeon in there for you. And we all understand it, but also understand why you don't put Trevor Simeon in the game. So I'm not going to be as lenient on Robert Sala as you. This is your job, head coach. Now, I am always going to, like, be lenient if somebody get an unforeseen curveball. Like, if they asked him about Israel-Palestine, I would be like, all right, Robert, you fumbled over that question. Makes sense. They asked this man about the only question he'd been answering for the past two damn years. And the one thing you could come up with was I plead the fifth, and you know <laughs> that you are in the New York market, and now this is going to become a big story hovering over your quarterback. Like, how are you shocked for that, it would be very yeah. odd if somebody walked up to me and wanted to talk about ESPN, and I'm like, uh, 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 I plead the fifth. <laughs> no, yeah, oh yeah, thanks, you, bro. Nah. Yeah, I love ESPN too. But you know what that is, Dominique. That's when sometimes you just don't feel like lying. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to, right? Yeah. Like he just tired of lying. Every day he got to come out here and tell some kind of lie about his quarterback. He don't want to lie no more, but he got to come in there and lie. And at that moment, he almost didn't want to lie. But then he's just like, nope, nope, nope. That's how you go to jail. And I know how you don't go to jail. You plead to fail. I don't know that I've ever been that committed to anything in my life. I guess getting married, I'm as committed to my wife as they are to Zach Wilson. But my wife is great. <laughs> like, There's reasons to be committed but, to that. But I don't get why they're Dom focused on him. Dominique, you looking at this the wrong way. You are looking at it as your commitment to your wife. Now, 
imagine that your wife wasn't that dope, right? Or no, that's not the way to do it. I'm going to get this right. Bottom line is the Jets do still need him right now, right? Like he, Mr. Right. He, he, he is Mr. Right now, whether you think he should be Mr. Right now. I heard Orlovsky make the point that they should have made the move for Josh Dobbs. And that is probably the move they should have made. Like I laughed when the Vikings got Josh Dobbs talking about, we still got a chance, but he's better than anybody could have got in this same circumstance. I feel like what must've happened. And you tell me if I'm wrong here, but there was a time where like Rick Myrer jumps out to me as an example. Didn't really work for Rick Meyer in Seattle. They could still find somebody to trade for. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody, like somebody was willing to trade for Trey Lance. They should have come out of last offseason once they got Aaron Rodgers. Like, we'll trade Zach Wilson for a fourth-round pick or whatever it takes. We saw people still trying to get Josh Rosen. That is the ugliest part of this, is that they decided to enter this season with him at quarterback again. And that, to me, feels like ego or commitment to your money or hubris or something like that because he showed us last year that not only is he was he not good enough to play quarterback, he also didn't have the mental makeup, it felt like, to play quarterback in this league. The simple things, like the way that – Uh, Robert Sala fumbled over that easy question. Zach was doing that over easy quarterback questions, too, that any high school quarterback (laughs) knows the answer to. We lost today. Do you feel responsible for that? Absolutely. I threw five (laughs) touchdowns, 460 (laughs) yards, no interceptions, and got a concussion on the last play getting across the goal line. Do you feel responsible? Yes. I wish I could have stayed, kept my head out of that hit so I could have been in there for the last play. Simple, simple stuff. We all know it's but let us say it's And the fact of the matter was, we would probably have given Zach some leeway last year if he was balling. He was struggling, and he said that. So the reason why I, I don't know, I don't have much sympathy for the Jets or Robert Sala in this situation is because they already knew, and they made the decision by bringing in Aaron Rodgers. They made the decision. We going all in. Aaron Rodgers is a 39-year-old quarterback. We don't need this developmental prospect. And that's what they were saying. They was like, see, what's going to happen is Aaron going to come on here. We're going to win with Aaron. And Aaron's going to make Josh ready to be the next quarterback. I am sorry. I don't mean anything harsh against Josh, but he got to go. There were free agent backups out there who were available. And you had it was foreseeable that your 39-year-old quarterback was going to miss a week or two at some point. And they came out here with a non-serviceable backup. Now, I will say this, by the way. You call him Josh rather than Zach. But if his name wasn't Zach, he does have Joshy (laughs) qualities. Like, I can see him being a Josh. And, like, the name Josh doesn't really have a particular judgment in either direction. However, he doesn't look like a Josh I would like. I'll be the first to admit. And maybe it's been colored for me by all them clips of Josh. uh, See, there I go. All them clips of Zach Wilson at the draft, looking like he had never met a black person before. Oh, man. Cats is out here with chains all throwing up sides, and he looked like he wanted to call the cops. That was the worst. It looked it, He seemed so uncomfortable when he was up there. He was looking around like, oh, we do stuff with our hands? <laughs> what, Yo, what, what, what set I'm repping? <laughs> also, how embarrassing will it be for him? And I guess... Uh, Jared Hall got hurt, so we never got to get to the bottom of it. But it don't look like Zach Wilson, even the best quarterback from BYU, 
in the league. Yeah, I mean, he was in the red zone. It's somewhere that Josh does not spend a lot of time. Josh, <laughs> damn it. Somewhere Zach has not spent a lot of time. <laughs> I, I tried to be, I think, in the last few years, I've tried to be a lot more conscious of being respectful of everybody in the league and not because I think I, I caught myself. I never really got in a ton of trouble for it, but like I caught myself looking back at old takes where I'm trying to be funny and in that I'm being harsh in a way that's not that I didn't like and I didn't appreciate it. And I'm like, man, I'm a grown man. Stop roasting these 20 year olds. So I'm being very careful about being accurate about my assessment of Zach Wilson while also not being mean about it. However, all these 52 other dudes' livelihoods is dependent on you being competent. And maybe it's not his fault. I guess back to the original point. They can't put him out there. And, like, he was, uh, he was a, um, a COVID year – he was a COVID year draft pick, right? It's possible that y'all just got it wrong, man, and he ain't the one. Other than Trevor Lawrence, they're yep. all bad. Yeah. All the 2021 first-round quarterbacks – are bad and to be fair that's probably correlation more than anything else right like what we've seen Justin Fields struggle with is something we saw Justin Fields struggle with in college which is hurrying up and getting the ball out the difference was he had the best receivers and great offensive line and everything else it didn't really come up Mac Jones similar thing everything else around him's going right he's got a Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver he's at Alabama all of this he come out here and he stinks Trey Lance is just the weirdest, right? He played one year. He didn't play the next year, and now he looks worse. But they're all bad. Zach Wilson was another one where people made the point that he had all day long to throw because they played this kind of, like, weak schedule going through the whole way. I remember when he got drafted, though, or when the draft came up, and it was just like, well, we know he's going number two. Why in the world are we so certain of that? Like, I feel like, and I could be wrong, but Justin Fields has been better than him. Oh, yeah. Like, if you put Justin Fields in the jet situation, I think we talk about Justin Fields somewhat differently. He's getting a lot more scrutiny because they was rooting for him for the first couple of years in Chicago, and then they just gave up. But New York don't work like that. They was out on Zach Wilson immediately. Yeah, the Zach Wilson. The Giants, however, they root. They keep rooting for that dude over there. Are they? The Giants. I mean, I don't know if they can now. He only got one leg. All right, so the Giants are a team that looks like their fans probably want them to lose so they can get one of these quarterbacks near the top of the draft. Another team that I thought is probably fans are rooting for the same thing is the Cardinals. I think you and I both agree. Your quarterback, Kyler Murray, he's healthy. You need to play him. How do you feel about them looking for a quarterback at the top of the draft next year? I mean, you can look at these quarterbacks if you want, but what we just say about a whole draft, yeah. what, them, what none of them quarterbacks the groove, right? Like, if you have a quarterback, I don't, I don't think you get green, right? Like, even Caleb Williams is not nearly the sure thing that I think that people want to make him out to be. 6'1", 215 pounds, like some of the questions that we have about size are still going to be there. And I think he's incredibly talented. He can do all these things, but he's not a sure thing. And I mean, you know who also looked like a really good college quarterback? Kyler Murray. Yeah. That's who looked like a really good college quarterback. Won a Heisman Trophy and everything. So to me, no, I'd stick with him because I don't feel like I feel like what you need is a quarterback. Right. You don't necessarily need the quarterback. You need a quarterback. And they have a quarterback. I think, and yeah, what they could get for, for that pick too, because these quarterbacks that are coming out in the draft this year, and I guess this is the question. There are how many times have we had a quarterback that has been as hyped as Caleb Williams 
get to the league and actually stink. So the problem, I think, most quarterbacks drafted in the first round, they're first-round quarterbacks. They need a lot to be successful. There are a couple of them every every so often, I think, fall in that category like Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, those type of guys that we know are good. The question is, do you think that Caleb Williams or Drake May are that good? Because if they are that good, then if you think they are that good, like they are can't-miss type of prospects, then obviously you get them. How sure are we? I guess that's the question. I don't know the answer. Is there a time where we had a guy that was as highly touted as Caleb Williams also fail? Ryan Leaf? Robert Griffin. Really? No. RG3 was not. Robert Griffin had that year, but Robert Griffin did not get a second contract. No, 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 no. I'm not arguing that RG3 turned out to be a great NFL quarterback. I guess I don't remember heading into the draft the RG3 year and people talking about him like he was like people talked about John Elway, you know, like, Oh, okay. Okay. So I would say this, they didn't talk about him in that way, but I think that had a large part to do with the presence of Andrew Luck. But Griffin, I recall being viewed as can't miss just not Andrew Luck, but can't miss in a similar way. Washington gave the two first round picks they gave up to go get him were for that day and time, a ridiculous haul to trade in order to get a do the excitement about him getting to Washington. You remember that, like that wasn't for a whim. That was for an expectation. And then after that, it didn't go for whatever reason. Now, the other question to be had at this point is does playing for Lincoln Riley really get you ready to play for the NFL? Because we've seen it with Baker Mayfield, not Mm -hmm. quite though. I don't think it's Lincoln Riley's fault. I think Murray has been better than people remember him being. Yeah. Um, But then some of the questions that people have about him are going to come up with uh with Williams although I haven't heard any of the work ethic questions that have dogged Kyler Murray and from the more people you talk to you start off being like hey that's all messed up then you talk to people and they'd be like sounds like truth um but I just if I got a quarterback I'm filling out the rest of the roster as bad as they are they could probably stand to trade down go get some more stuff and make you know and make it happen I also, I didn't realize, I have to admit, after they won that game against the Cowboys and they were playing games close at first, I was like, oh, okay. They got a little they got a little something cracking here. I didn't realize they had won no other games since then. Damn. Yo, the bottom, the Giants, the, the, the Panthers, I forgot, but they don't have no first-round pick. So the Bears, the Bears get to be double sorry this year. What do you think Kyler wants? Yeah, the Bears have got Kyler two first-round you think, you think he wants to stay in Arizona? Dominique. I'll tell a bit of a story. I don't want to get too particular about the details, but sometimes even in this line of work, you get to a time where you realize it's probably best for you to go work somebody else, <laughs> work somewhere else, but you still want people to make a contract offer that you would ultimately wish to decline, but you want them to give it to you because you've been there and it's yours. And you just, you, you, you kind of feel like you've done enough that, you know, <sighs> come on now, like y'all know what's up here. Y'all know what the deal is. And I think that's where Kyler Murray is. I don't know. Like, remember when Peyton Manning, uh, when they they played a, a Thursday night game that year, Peyton Manning's neck went out. Mm-hmm. And he was on the sideline. And they had started like 0-12, 0-13, whatever it was. They won a couple games left. But they had a Thursday night game, and it had to be the Texans because they always beat the Texans, even without Peyton Manning. And they came up late. They got it done. I think that's our man Orlovsky. And Peyton Manning was on the sideline, so neck. Yeah. Pumping his fist. He knew he wasn't going to be playing there next year. But if they didn't get the number one pick, yeah. it was still a chance. He knew he was better off going to going to Denver or wherever else he was going to go. 
but there was still a chance. Yeah, you I, just don't want them. You don't want them to toss you. I think so. I yeah, you're probably right. You re- this is back to the burden hand. Is you rather keep the situation that you have. I probably am guilty of thinking about this in a more like computer video game way. In that he gonna get his money. Is he gonna have success in Arizona? Arizona's track record suggests that that organization is not going to be the place where he's going to have success. And from the the Cardinals standpoint, is Kyler Murray good enough to win with while you're paying him this money? The bar for having success is lower when you have a cheaper quarterback. When a quarterback gets expensive, then you need the front office to draft well around him, but you also need the quarterback to raise his level of play. Is Kyler that good? Counter argument. He played for the Arizona Cardinals and his head coach at Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, and they made fair. the playoffs. Yep, yep. Undefeated in, in high school, Texas high school uh, football. is like his might be the most impressive like thing him. on his resume. Yeah, and people don't like him. Like, I think he needs to work on that. I don't know why people who people don't like don't recognize. No, especially in that job, you should probably work on that part. Because I don't know, even as we've talked about all these teams that obviously have, like, you need to figure out your quarterback situation. So I'm going to just run through the league, and you okay. tell me if I'm wrong about these teams is you got to figure this out. Uh, the Jets still have to figure it out, right? Yep. Fair to say. Mm-hmm. The Patriots. Yep. The Steelers. Questions, yep. The Browns need to figure it out. However, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they they figured it a little too good uh, <laughs> and too bad at yeah, the same time. Yeah. So I'm going to leave them off. Uh, the Titans. Yep. I don't think I, I think honestly Will Levis has looked bad in these two weeks. I don't care what the numbers say. He has not looked good to me at all. Oh. He looked like he just like I'm gonna throw it up there and maybe y'all go catch. <laughs> uh, the Raiders, the Broncos, uh, the Commandos, the Giants, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, the Saints, yep. the Falcons. Yep. The Bucks. Yep. The 49ers. <laughs> yep. I mean, so the Rams kind of. Yeah, yeah, the Rams definitely long term. I mean, I don't think that yeah. Stafford's going to be there by the time they've rebuilt this as a championship level roster. Yeah. The question is not how many teams need them. That's for me is why Kyler need to go ahead and and uh get himself free. Need to talk well, about that's, taking. Well, that's what I was just about to say. That's half the damn league. Yeah. I just rattled off half the damn league. And by the way, Seattle, that's not a long-term, that's not a long-term situation that got there. Half the league needs a quarterback and the Cardinals like, I don't know, guys, maybe we ought to give ours up for a lottery ticket. (sighs) But you're right on your, but but on the same, on that same front though, for you, if you're Kyler Murray, where do you want to go? Like if we're talking about football, where do you want to go? I mean, I know you have your issues with the Falcons, or not your issues, the Falcons. The Falcons have issues yeah. being the Falcons all the time. And oh yeah, because him, Drake, London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan. Yeah. Oh baby, they can run the bone. That's like, right. they'll, they'll, <laughs> assuming that <laughs> assuming that knee holds up, y'all gonna have to figure out they gonna be running a wing T on that. It is unstoppable. But I would say this though, if Arthur Blank ain't want no damn Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about this. Yeah, that's fair. That's I mean, the I, dumbest thing anybody ever said out loud. It is very dumb. Lots of teams behave very stupidly at that time, but that. Uh, Can you I imagine mean, if they had Lamar Jackson right now? Dave would find a way to not give him the ball either. Like that's the running. He would put 
put uh, Cordero Patterson at quarterback. That's the running issue with them is they get to players. <laughs> Arthur Smith refused to get them players the damn ball. And they got a Falconian defense, boy. <laughs> they are. They, man. I once saw Joe Montana throw six touchdown passes against them five to Jerry Rice with Deion Sanders not checking Jerry Rice. I'm just That's telling you, man. man. They- now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur. Barnstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> That's not good strategy. I mean, since we brought up Lamar Jackson, this is the last thing I wanted to hit on. The Baltimore Ravens. They lost two games this year that they shouldn't have, that they were better than the team that they were uh, playing against. If they were undefeated right now, we'd probably be talking about it differently. But I think recently we've come around to accept that they are the best team in the NFL at this moment, given what they did to two good teams in the NFC in back-to-back weeks. It does not feel like we are treating them that way is that is that right is it wrong why is it happening he is at do it in the playoffs yeah for his and by the way he got there after one year in the league crazy it's crazy by the way we didn't do that to peyton manning after one trip to the playoffs right like, we have done this to him in a way. And by the way, they've won a game, Yeah, it just was, to be clear. And to be honest, but it wasn't pretty. That game, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a Lamar. I think it was Tennessee, and he had, like, one it, good run. Is it about wins or not, dog? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> For the people that say win a game in the playoffs, yeah. they don't get to talk about how pretty it well, is. They only get to talk about whether or not it's a win. No. You're right. How, the, oh, you're right. However, Josh Allen's best game, the reason why we loss. feel different about Josh Allen today is a loss. And the reason why I feel different about Dak Prescott than I did at one point was when he led three scoring drives as a rookie and still lost yes. that damn game. But anyway, I'm I sorry. I feel you did. No, but Josh Allen living on GTBW. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes let a comeback in 13 seconds and don't get no credit for it because everybody won't talk about Josh Allen. GTBW. And it's not Josh Allen's fault. I'm not saying anything bad uh. about Josh Allen. I'm talking about you <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, whatever it was. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's, but he, regardless of all of that, I guess my point is he's the MVP this year by most of the metrics that we traditionally use at this point. And if you watch them, I haven't even looked at Lamar's stats. I've just watched them play. Yeah. On my back, boys. Let's go. It's still that. It's a more efficient version of it, but it's still that. The last week's game was the only time where I felt like he got some more offensive support. And I do think that. 
the threats being there changes the way the defense works and the coordinator is helping him. But it's that I heard your last show, uh, we were talking about the LeBron problem and that when LeBron gets there, it all becomes about LeBron because he's so good. I feel like Lamar has a little bit of that in him and that you could put everybody on that team but they not going to be as impactful as Lamar. And no matter how you design these plays, how you structure this, how you sub people in and out, as long as Lamar is on your team, you're going to need Lamar to succeed. Yeah, and it's like, is that how you have to build the offense, right? Like, if you're going to do it with him, is that the way that you have to build it? I'm not sure, but we're going to see. And also, um, this new defense, because we thought the defense was going to be the problem coming in this year. They They scheme this up, dog. They the best by a DVOA of any defense since they've been recording a stat. I think first or second. That is crazy. I I can't imagine that's sustainable. But it ain't gonna fall that far off. That and they don't have guys like what you think of. You know, like the the Browns have them type of guys. The Ravens don't really have them type of guys. They playing good team defense. Yo, I honestly don't know who plays defense for them. Uh, I mean, Jadavion Clowney's balling. Roquan Smith is balling. Oh, that's is where he is. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clowney's playing well. Roquan Smith, uh, Humphreys is, is there. Hamilton, that safety, is impressive. But when you watch the Browns game, you're like, oh, this defense is special because you know the sun at the center of this is Miles damn Garrett. You don't, when you watch the Ravens, you don't feel that way, which I don't know is hey. good or bad, but you don't. At some point later, we're going to have to talk about Miles Garrett. He's another one of those who coming in the league. They're like, I don't know if he plays that hard. <laughs> if he's not playing that hard, thank God. Otherwise, there'd be dead people. Like, if he played this hard in college, man, it'd just be dead people. <laughs> oh, man. Miles Garrett is a monster. Uh, he's good enough to make – I mean, everybody else on defense is good, too, but he's taking pressure off a lot of boys. He's making it the I reason why they're competitive. taking the real pressure off of. Yep. I was going to say on that note, but no, not on that note. We need another note. Five and three in spite of all of this while being the Cleveland Browns. How in the hell is that with Nick Chubb's leg still in pieces? How in the world is this possible? Miles Garrett is incredible is how this is possible. (laughs) All right. I appreciate you, Bomani Jones. If you guys, like I mentioned before, you want more of this fun stuff, you can go over to Bomani's podcast, The Right Time, and hopefully we'll do this some more. I appreciate you, brother. Now, time for Roses and Thorns. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. How has Dominique been lately? Bad or good? Let's find out. This is Roses and Thorns. And now, my favorite person, your favorite part of the show, 
the lovely and beautiful and bright <gasps> Ashley Foxworth. Oh my God. What in the hell is wrong with you? He called me beautiful. Okay, so quick story. We have stuff to get to. We have cards, but Serafina, <laughs> we're going to get to it in a second. So when we you were- saying we're going to get to something is the funniest thing ever. I'm sure Serafina has no confidence that we're ever going to get to the cards because you're going on a tangent. But I'm down for riding Can on this tangent as I am three for minute timer. This I was just giving, I was just minutes. saying something cute. But whatever, go ahead. And you, you just steamrolled it. You have you say so many cute things. And I tell him he looks cute all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, you look so nice. So the reason I got so excited when he just said I was beautiful was I remember back when you started. bright, too. So normally that's what he would say. Normally like, oh, you're bright today or you look festive today or da, da, da. But he never says I look nice today or like you're beautiful. That's the first time I've heard you say that probably since I remember laying on my bed in the commons, which is the apartment I lived in in college when we first started talking. And he I remember it wasn't even it was like somewhere he said I was beautiful. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. But here's the thing. I don't think he doesn't think that I'm you're beautiful. You're very attractive, and people tell you. Never tells me that. People tell you that you're attractive. <laughs> never tells me that. all the time, especially in college. Like it was a thing that was happening quite often. Me telling you you're beautiful, you're trying to play it up like it was some major momentous it is. occasion. The guy that ever. I like now, the guy I love, the guy I'm married to. You ain't like me that much. Listen, I ain't even hit yet. Listen, I cannot stand him. I mean, sometimes. back then I had. <laughs> I know what you meant, but more and more, like. I want you, I don't care if anyone else in the world thinks I look nice. My daughters, they're so sweet. Wow. They tell me like, you look nice. I mean, I want to think I look nice. If Jalen Hurts happened to see there me, we go. thought I look I, nice. I, I was wondering, we should put a clock on how long I'm it tells, so takes excited. to you. Because like, I'd be like, look at him thinking an old woman looks nice. Um, You know what's interesting about Jalen Hurts? Okay, obviously, I'm not saying he looks old like in a bad way, but he looks mature. mature. He does. He's so, mature. It, oh, he is, but most I mean, importantly, well, he looks it. From a football standpoint, people, that's one of the things, most positive about things standpoint. about, well, I think that the, those are connected. You can't be a mature football player and not okay. be a mature human. And it seems like a lot of decisions he made with the people he surrounds him with are a reflection of him being more mature than most people. You want me to wrap it up so you can talk about how handsome he is? Yeah. Uh. Wrap it up so I can talk about the fact that he looks mature, which makes me feel like when I see like, feel like, less quite like honestly, a, you feel less like a disgusting Shador person. Sanders and Shiloh Sanders, they're very handsome too, but they look like babies. So I can't look at them and be like, "Ooh, they're handsome." I can look at Jalen Hurts, even though he's he looks a baby mature. too. He's not he a baby like them. He, okay, uh, he's not a baby like what them. Is he but like twenty six, twenty seven. Okay, and I'm thirty nine. Yeah. Like, but yes, if that twenty six, twenty seven, however that, old he is, want to think I look nice, but the person I care most about me thinking I look nice is my husband right here. We do have to do a, a Jalen check-in because it's become, I was going to say a favorite part of the show, but it's really just your favorite part of the show. You like fawning over this child. Um, we established that he does not look like a child and literally he's not a child. So well, I'm mean, allowed I, to fawn. Yeah, no, you're fine. I, 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 I think before the show, you were concerned that I was bothered by you fawning over Jalen. I don't care. So here's the thing. I actually like, I think it's like goes back to my like, germophobia or something like the idea of having to like, touch another man like I don't even like to touch him if he's sweaty like he's my husband like the idea or like if he hasn't had a shower I don't touch him that much um the idea of having to like ever be physical with another man like really is disgusting to me which I'm a even even Jalen hurts he looks, nah, like, I, I he think, looks like he smells so good he wears that Versace good. cologne that I love when you wear you don't wear it all the time but I love I when you wear I'm, it I'm lazy um it smells so good like when he's out of town so I, I don't just wear it. put it on and like Oh, but it would just be too tempting to I me. Wear, I don't know. Especially when I'm out of town, so, I don't wear it. Yeah, that would be, I, I was thinking that. And he had, they gave him some travel sizes. Like, he better not put that shit.
the one from Mike Greeny on Get Up. Because um, then people would smell them throughout the day and that would be tempting for them. All right. I did want to talk about a mix of things. Jalen Hurts balling as usual. His knee balling. is hurting and his shoes were fly. I know. His I know knee was hurting. Was, yeah, his knee's a little bruised. so sad. So you don't care about these fresh Jordans that he rocked? Oh, no. I know about Jordans now because I buy them for myself. Yeah, you do. Can we get a picture of the Jays? Let me see. There they are. You see them? Oh, the roses are in the way. And those are the Wally moccasins. I feel like they say that they, they look like. They do look like those. But again, this is how he looks so mature. Like, that's an old man fly shoe. And he's out there looking you know what? The, like a young man, looking like is, an old man looking so good in those shoes. This Jordans is, are phenomenal, generally. This, yeah, this is the the wrong cleats. I, it just hit me that AJ. Yeah, they don't look like cleats. No, no, no. I'm saying this is the wrong Eagles cleat story to get your attention. AJ Brown wear, was wearing, they find him a Away from him, but he was wearing super bright cleats in order to make sure his daughter can find him on the field. Oh, a touching story. And I think I'm on the right person. I have another AJ Brown story. It was funny. Oh, it's being posted. Okay, that's not it. That he right. said he's he really was good. like, my nephew's favorite player is Justin Jefferson. Um, it'd be your own family. <laughs> and I really identify with that because as much as my daughters are sweet to me, my son is hard on me. And um, it does be your own family. Um, so I do, I have heard of AJ, like literally just by seeing an ESPN AJ Brown Instagram recently, I've heard of AJ Brown. He's an incredible player. I know there's player. a player on the Eagles named Swift. Yeah. Because Number it's not zero. Taylor Swift, so there's a Kelsey Swift there, and there's Kelsey oh, yeah, and Swift Jason on the Kelsey. Did Chiefs. you see that Jason Kelsey was a finalist for Sexiest Man Alive? He's the center, not Travis Kelsey. Really? Yeah. And people? Yeah, he was a finalist. But do you guys want to know who won? I know yeah. this too. Yep. Patrick Dempsey. Mick Dreamy from Grey's Anatomy, my still favorite show. I'm waiting for it to He's come back Mick on. He's not Mick Dreamy anymore. He's still he wonderful. Even though he, I think, was a diva on the show and purposely wanted to get off of it, so caused all of us to mourn his death. Um, I do love him and miss him. And honestly, I'm not attracted to that many, typically I like a browner skin man. man. It's not racial. It's just it's I'm attracted racial. to... I'm attracted to browner like skin, white, man. but do, him and David, David Beckham, Beckham. Yeah, I was gonna say those are the only ones. I like them. Me too. I don't. I only like browner skin women. I only like one woman actually. Only me, and that's such a lie because he was a United a Nations lie. or what's it called? Like when you date the whole rainbow. No. He was the Rainbow Coalition United Nations dater before we got married. Um, so he you likes. No, you weren't there. All right, I've so, heard, anyway. and I befriended. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's so creepy. So creepy. That's a whole nother story for another episode mm -hmm. that I hope we never no, do. No, you squeezed it in at the bottom I did? of one before. So oh, okay, really good. And squeeze it out. The real quarterback of this show is Russell Wilson, who's playing well right now. Did you know that? Oh, I thought you meant the show, and I was like, I mean, me. Just like I was the president. No, I, I mean, I think the, the, whole, the birth, not <laughs> of this show, of this segment, the birth of this segment came as a result of one of the first shows that I did. I was, like, kind of making fun of Russell oh, Wilson. Yes. No, I, I mean, he's playing well. He's yes, better than Patrick Mahomes right now. And I just brought it up because as much as we talk about Jalen Hurts, the real um, Rose and Thorns quarterback is Russell Wilson. But since we're in Colorado, from or Colorado is the blackest place ever right now. I want to go visit. <laughs> no, it ain't. Well, the football I mean, quarterbacks are. Yeah, they do have their. <laughs> the, I don't know. Is the quarterback of Colorado State black? The head coach of Colorado State is black. The head coach of Colorado is black. But I wanted to talk about the Colorado Buffaloes. I remember one of our earlier episodes of this show. You were all gung ho about how much you love, love the Colorado team love and em. how it's black and love them. You are out on the Buffaloes just like everybody I'm not else out who on the loves Buffaloes. the Buffaloes. I follow. Them. When the last See, time you watched them play a football game? Listen, I know that because my son spent the night with my parents last weekend and the game wasn't over till 1.30 and Declan stayed up with my dad watching it. So I know that they played and unfortunately that they lost. And 
I see Deion Sanders posting joyous things and great messages that motivate me in the morning when no, I see don't. them. Oh, yes, they do. I got to solid core for the third time this week this morning. That's why you said I look nice today because you can tell I've been working on my solid core. Don't tell him. It's so not solid, guys. It's so squishy. Um, Deion had a quote not too long ago about how they he was just being incredibly critical of the offensive line, which is something oh, no, college he's coaches so positive, normally – Yeah, well, not really. Something <gasps> college coaches normally don't do, but this case is unique because – their job is to protect his son, who is the quarterback. <laughs> they better protect that handsome little boy. <laughs> and I imagine that that is. I feel like your your whole uh, your your um, value in people is on how attractive they are. No, I'm not. Oh yeah, why do you, why can't they protect him if he was ugly? Because I said earlier it was just a callback. I'd earlier oh, said Shador. Can you teach Tyler me about show business? Yeah, apparently he needs to learn. Anyway, I brought up Shador because he getting painkiller shots in the middle of games because they can't keep that man upright. Are you serious? That makes me hate the offensive line, too. I guess I was wondering, from your perspective, what do you think about that for a college kid? And also, like, your son wants to play these type of sports going forward. At what point is that okay? Your husband did at one point in... I think, like, like I recognize with my son as we start, like, thinking about where he's going to go to school for, like, middle school and high school. He really wants to... Who knows if he'll be, like, a good football player, right? But, like, I mean, he is pretty good on his team when he's focused and playing but like he's kind of small like who knows what that'll look like when he's in high school or whatever um but it's like at this point because starting in first grade we let him play flag um in all the non-covid years he's played flag dominic's coach's flag team he knows his dad did this like he wants to be like his dad and and he the little boy can't dribble to save his life so it's not going to be basketball not that you have to play a sport like soccer wasn't really his thing um and he just really gravitates toward to flag football um and ultimately That'll turn to tackle football. And I just feel like at this point, like it's something that he's good at and draws confidence from. And so I don't think I would ever take that away from him. But it does scare me, of course. Like, and I think I try to tell myself, well, like there are risks inherent in so many things that people do. Um, And like, like he's, and unfortunately he's already had at least one, I think two, no, he's, I know of two, the time he jumped out the crib. um, And then one time he had a big fall, he's already had two concussions. Like who knows how many he would have without football, but obviously with football, he'll probably have more. Right. But like, it's something that he's passionate about and that he gets confidence in and that kind of motivates him to do well in other areas of his life. So I wouldn't say that he could not play at this point. Maybe I wish, but like we we couldn't have never exposed him to it. Right. Like you're working for ESPN and he knows you used to play and like it's a big part of like culture um it's America's sport um so I think that I will let him play but it is the painkiller shots I mean it sucks like that you're already in pain that like I watched this man playing with little 10 year olds he would come home sore like I know what it does to you I know what it's done to his body um and so obviously I, I don't want that for my son but what are the chances he's going to go yeah, as I mean, far all that, as you the will? The painkiller isn't as scary as the rest of the stuff around football, but I think I remember feeling like I would never let my kids play football, and I'm far from that now, where it's like I've accepted that at some point Declan's going to play tackle football, and I, I'm not going to like it, but it's going to happen. I think something interesting that I don't know if you could land this interview, but maybe in the offseason he could, um, with Mike Loxley, another of my favorite black football, of my favorite football coaches generally, who's from this area and who's the head coach in Maryland. There was actually a really, like, really good um, article in the New York York Times, Times. really good and moving and like hard to read article in the New York Times um, about him um, that profiled his family and interviewed his him and his wife. Um, He's a head college football coach and he's been coaching for a long time. Um, He was one of your coaches when you were at Maryland or while you were there. Um, Excuse me. And is a wonderful man. One of his sons who played football, he um, unfortunately 
died um, several years ago and they sent his brain off to, because you can only diagnose, you know, this afterwards, um, CTE afterwards, um, and found out that he said CT, that he had CTE, excuse me, and, and it kind of helped to make sense of some of his behaviors prior to his death. Um, and so, like, what that's like for him to continue to coach the sport. And, like, he's a passionate coach who, like, you know, is great with recruiting and recruits a lot of black kids from the local area and, like, actually, you know, like, cares about them. Hopefully as much as any coach than, can actually care more about More than most coaches. And so coaching them and, you know, valuing playing football and doing well while also understanding what it did. But I often wonder. Fox always gives me a hard time because he says I'm jaded because I say things, like, as well as any coach could. He is very it. cynical and jaded. He doesn't tell me I look beautiful every day. Case hey. in point. Um, that was another callback in case you were wondering. Um, my goal right I now, I don't know if it. you know this about the entertainment business, but my goal <laughs> right know. now is to make sure that the listeners are completely engaged in this conversation. And sometimes it's helpful. And to like we be don't know surrogate. that this can be edit edited. Excuse me. I'm trying to make it easier for my producers. So. Okay, well, then that's uh, your goal right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the last thing that I wanted to touch on was I saw an article, which I didn't read. I got Serafina to pick out some some words but it was about um gen alpha which is 2010 i know this because my daughter's obsessed with identifying her generation yeah so they have some slang so i got seraphina to read it and pick out a couple slang words for each of us to quiz one another on so to see if we uh know in alpha slang when i heard this was going to be a topic i was feeling kind of confident because I didn't, I mixed it up. Like when I, I did reach an alpha and now I know that's what Avery says, so she's cusp of. But I was thinking it was like the people slightly younger than us, like my sister and brother-in-law. And I was like, oh, I've been around. They say five fire, but it sounds more like five. I know what that means. I thought it was going to be those things that like my little brother and my brother-in-law say that they have like trained me on. Cap, you know, I know that means like lying. But this is younger. And based on the two I have to quiz you that I've never heard of, really? I'm a little concerned that I'm not going to know these. Okay, cool. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. Lore. Lore. L-O-R-E. Lore. So I'm hearing allure. I'm thinking like what other words? I'm hearing like the allure, the lore of the allure of something. It's kind of, it's not fair, honestly. It's like, this is an actual word. It's not really slang. L-O-R-E. It's like lore. It's not really, I mean, based on how I What's understand What's their definition? Word, uh, background information on someone or something. It was like lore, like backstory, kind of like I. Feel oh, like, that's the look. Yeah, that's not. I even don't slang. even know what lore is. That's yeah. a word that I just learned well, today. When I used to teach English, I used to. Have, <laughs> that's a callback. I don't know if you know. Um, it was a bad one. <laughs> what about uh, bet? That, I mean, that's that's bet. stuff that we use like, too. Yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah. You bet. just mentioned cap. They say cap is Gen Alpha also, but that's not. Are are these? Oh, but let me try to define bet because I can use it in a sentence. Like it's one of those words that can mean bet. multiple things, but most of the time it just means affirmative. Yeah, bet. Right. I will. Oh my, he's so oh, it means affirmative. Right. Um, it's oh, like, he sounds so. Oh, like, I'll pick, to, I'll I wonder your, what Jalen sounds eight. like when All he right, talks. Bet. Because right now you don't have I'm to thinking wonder. That, like he yeah, does lots of interviews. Like, what are his, we doing? Here? But sometimes his interviews I feel like are very scripted, and he speaks in like a lot of like um, cliches. Yeah, like like, like quarterback like teams speak. win. Yeah, I honestly think mine are a little harder. When is it? So do, you don't say. I mean, bet feels like something that we used to say. Honestly, that doesn't feel new. Yeah, bet bet is. What we say? I just I don't think did you uh, you say cap cap or no cap I don't think you said do that. I say it no uh -huh. but do I hear my son say it it drives me crazy how much my son and this gets to the fact that we we have Gen Alpha kids one of them is really young but we have a ten year old who uses so much slang Declan he wears a gold chain first of all he wore his Dominique copied him like he was like. Uh -huh. 
Oh, no, you're right. You had one and it broke. Um, but apparently like, some of his friends had started wearing them last year. So Dominique copied his little friends um, and Declan got on. We have a 10 year old son who uses this slang all the time, calls me bro, talks about cap like and I'm just like, shut up. Like ratio. You know what that means? You got more words than me. Ratio. Mm -hmm. No. An insult meaning your comments have more negative interaction than positive on social media. I didn't know about ratio. Like if you, get a, more, um, you get more uh, retweets than likes, that means that you got ratioed and your stuff is whack. Because people more don't retweets actually, than likes, but so retweets like, are good if people want to share mm, what you're saying. Nah, people uh, would like it and retweet it. But if they're retweeting it and commenting on it and not liking it, it means that whatever you said was booty. Like I saw this last night, Trevor Jackson, who was in Gronish, who's also a singer, he's been like doing a lot of like singing things. And he did that Tyler song, Water, which is like, a, uh -oh. but he like reversed it to make it like, I want to swim in your water. Um, and it's been getting, I think, ratioed. But anyway, <laughs> I really think these are hard. Well, at least one of them. I'll bussin'. Nah, yeah, it's I not know. hard. It's, I know. That yeah. one's not. That's why I started with Yeah, that yeah. That's it just What's means so, something's good. Like food can be bussing. Um, he cheated. He's seen the card because listen. I haven't seen the card. The definition says when something's really good. And the example is this pizza's bussing. But that one yeah. I remember from when we were younger. So that's yeah. fine. But he cheated because he said the they fact that he said food makes me know that no, he that's, cheated. No, it's not. The example it's, is pizza. It's not. So, so he's a cheater. Don't first be a of all, cheater. I'm not a cheater. Don't be a cheater. There's no reason to cheat or lie. That's when people say something is bussing. I, I just imagine it in my head is someone with food in their mouth, like, mmm, this bussing. Like, that's how it seems obvious. With someone in pizza, <laughs> with pizza in their not mouth. Not necessarily pizza. Is what he pictured. Okay. But what about this one? Because I have not heard of this at all. The others I've, like, kind of heard of, even if I don't know them. What is Riz? Charisma. How do you she, know that? There was, or he hangs so out with little kids. No, there was a story. You hang out with little kids and you make fun of me for thinking no, Shador I, and Shiloh were handsome. No, I don't hang out with kids. You there don't. was a whole story about baby Gronk, Riz, some person like earlier Who's in the season. baby Gronk? Yeah, so Riz is a popular thing. I didn't know what it was at like, I don't know, this summer, but I remember sometime towards the end of the summer, there was a whole thing about Riz being about having charisma, being short for, you just are in a different what about we ain't good good but we still good <laughs> <laughs> usher songs i love usher okay basically it means like we're not good good like we're not like still together or like super good but we're good like we get along and you need some more words like me and your exes <laughs> despicable all right we're still well, good this has been roses and thorns good luck editing this one seraphine <laughs> I'm so, I'm mean. so sorry. So I had no. I'm not trying to be mean. I think it's like it's, you're so good at it. Um, I had coffee before this. I think is why I'm a little amp, and it's like strong. Thank you so much for joining us as usual. Thank you yeah, thank to you my me beautiful guest today, today Bomani Jones, and always thanks to the great producers, Serafina, Megan, Brian, Kevin, and Cortez. Never gets a shout out because he lives in New York, but I gave him a shout out this time. And of course, Podville. Appreciate you letting Thank us use this so wonderful much. studio. You're the best. I love you all. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show.